Hello everyone, Adam here from 3Camp Radio and today I have a great guest on for us today. I have the illustrious Tony Wright here with us today. How are you doing my friend? <laughs> I'm good man, thank you for having me. I should uh, be looking forward to this. It's an absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure being looking forward to it myself mate. So how have you been? Yeah, uh, not too bad. I mean, not, not nothing really on this this week. Just sort of been locked away in the house. So this is yeah, this has been a really like, this is going to be however long of just escaping being locked away in the uh, the old castle. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, it could be worse. Could be worse. True, true. Yeah, I mean, that both you and I have been kind of locked away a little bit. So, but yeah, we've had a but, yeah. similar. Similar time yeah. about at the moment. Yeah, um, I think a better, uh, if a better, a bit of a pro- proclaimer, disclaimer, <laughs> proclaimers for singers. Uh, <laughs> disclaimer: If I don't sound hundred percent, I do apologise. Sorry. Walk uh, hundred miles. Yeah, yeah. It was if the proclaimers walked five hundred miles, then would the disclaimers just they would stay in the house, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think they. I think they'd look <laughs> at them. I would at the not walk yeah. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to become like a tribute act or something. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, where, where are the proclaimers walking five hundred miles? You've got us today. <laughs> we can't be bothered. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and every every there should be a wrestling gimmick of the uh, the disclaimers, but every time they're on the card, there's like a warning beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I think there already is one at the moment. We'll get to that. Ooh. Um, Ooh. <clears throat> well, as close as you can get, anyway. <clears throat> so, what was the um, what was the the drive and the story to get you? into training for a wrestling i had a i had a very like weird introduction in the sense of um so wrestling was always like my first love ever since i was a kid i absolutely adored wrestling i've been watching it religiously my entire life um and i've never had like a blip it's literally been like the one constant so as a kid i was always like i'd love to be a wrestler but it didn't seem like a thing that was possible Growing up in Kent, there definitely wasn't, there wasn't schools down there. Um, so I just kind of like, it was, that was pipe dream. Being a wrestler was like being an astronaut. It's like, right, okay, there's, I've got to think of something a bit more realistic. But one of my other loves was uh, stand-up comedy and just comedy in general. So I took that route. I started doing that. Um, and I, I've done that for quite a few years. And through comedy, after being on the circuit, doing the clubs, I uh, met Chris Brooker who um formerly of uh future shark management um still still uh, a big part of the company he's a massive uh massive part of the company um but he he got me in to future shock um to do ring announcing and just by my time being there uh they invited me down to to train um because it's i didn't i, I didn't want to bring up the uh, the question because i felt like no my my place is holding the microphone asking the questions but um, 
yeah they've there is it is like a good community is the future shock and they just want everyone to sort of enjoy themselves and uh do sort of like do um do just do anything to sort of like make you happy and like achieve and uh reach your goals so i think yeah they sort of saw something in me there's like maybe there's something more with this guy and that's that's how i got into training so i very i took a very long route i started with wrestling left and did other things and it suckered me in so maybe it's a maybe it's fate yeah. uh, i don't know i like it though i like it i mean i that, that's the thing with wrestling you see i got um like a higher stage more like the things like that where people say oh you yeah, you don't come in the right way or this you're like, is there is there a right yeah. way to get into wrestling i mean we all get into it because we love it doesn't matter how you get into it yeah yeah absolutely i think it's um i always think old school mentality is uh is is what causes that sort of um thought process you know uh like i think people now are much more open to just sort of like, Hey, you do you, 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 uh, you like, if, if this is how <laughs> life's gone for you and this is the route that you've taken then good on you. Whereas I think, um, across the board, not just in wrestling, but just in life, I think, uh, decades and decades before we had more and more of like a, no tradition, this is how you do it. And this is the way it should be done. But I think if anything, um, people are proving that tradition isn't always the correct way because there is no correct way. You just do it. You just do your best. Yeah. Bang on. Can't agree more. Could not agree more. As long as you have love and passion for your craft, that's yeah. it. That's all you need. Because that, if you have love and passion for your craft, you're going to make the most out of it and you're going to enjoy it. And yeah, wrestling is so niche that if you enjoy what you're doing and put everything into it you're gonna produce an amazing show regardless because you enjoy it i I also think the unique stories and the unique way people do find themselves like uh in wrestling eventually it it just creates a more interesting show in general especially Mm -hmm. when you know you, you can draw on the real influences if there is that traditional guy that's like no i had to bust my ass in a warehouse where they didn't even tell me that I was what I was doing I thought I was doing like jujitsu or something but they just beat me up <laughs> and then these other people are sort of like oh I I, I was a gymnast and uh, I always loved wrestling so then I compared uh, combine the two and this is how I've come you know if you get all these different stories the people in the uh, in the match just it, the dynamic becomes so much more interesting because if everyone came through the same way how would you get any anything unique exactly Exactly. Yeah. AJ AJ Styles did gymnastics in high school with his girlfriend. Yeah. And that, that's how he became the high flying person he is through gymnastics. Yeah, and he changed the game. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 really uh, as far as well, he's changed the game in many ways, but as far as uh you know, obviously high flying was mainly done by like sort of Mexican superstars, and by the time AJ Styles come around, he's in a breed of talent where they were bringing it to America and then on television and uh, his, and, and, and that's, that's his, his life is like his story 
uh, like that influenced him to be able to do the things that he's done. And wrestling is better for it. 100 percent. The more the more you bring yourself into into pro wrestling, the better it's going to make the scene because each person is individual and unique in their own way. So if you bring that little bit of your unique self into wrestling, no matter what, if it's could be something tiny, like it would only push you to make you more yourself more individual and by proxy bettering the product and bettering yeah. the business. Definitely. So you started off in um in announcing. How yeah. how was that? Was that like was it a learning curve going into it? Definitely. Um because as much as I've got like a lot of different uh, performance backgrounds. Every time I do something new, uh, as uh, it, it always feels like I've, I'm, I'm completely not ready. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I've got such a panicky mind that's sort of like, okay, I've been doing comedy for years, so I'm comfortable on a microphone, but this isn't the same job. This is a completely different thing. My job is to help get other people over and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's cr- crossing, uh, finding the line between like, um being myself and being the best uh announcer i can be but also yeah not pulling focus i was never keen on the idea of like uh trying to you know trying to be the guy when like i just you know i i i just I, I, there was a lot to think about before going in maybe i thought about it too much but um it's just one of those things of once we actually once we actually got to the show and did that first uh, first match the intro like doing a little intro at the top and then doing the first match i was like oh this is just fun this is there's nothing to to worry about too much just you know no one's no one's really paying attention to what you're doing they just like to hear the names <laughs> all this sort of thing so it's like i don't know why i create so much pressure for myself when it's actually just i feel like for me the whole experience the first time i got to do it was Right, so I get to be a fan that's in the ring. I'm still watching the show like everyone else. I'm still enjoying it as much as everyone else. But I'm the lucky one that gets to be up close and personal to it. You know? And I, I, like as much as I love wrestling, I never really got to watch live stuff growing up. It wasn't... Uh, couldn't really afford to go to like WWE. Uh, and then um, there wasn't really any local promotion. So it was... Uh, my by working with wrestling and I think my first ever wrestling show was a uh, announcing for WrestlePro or Pinfall. Um, and that's one of the first experiences I had watching wrestling live. So it's like, what a, what a privilege to see that for the first time up close, but actually be like ringside in the ring. I felt very lucky. I was very lucky. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It must have been like a, a rather surreal experience work, working the, your first ever in live indie show. It must have been rather, yeah. rather surreal. Did, was it one of those was it you've, you've watched, or like obviously you're going to watch him wrestling, you fell in love watching, uh, watching wrestling. Yeah. Did it have like a different appeal, like a different feel to it when you uh, worked, your first, worked and well watched your first indie? as well yeah yeah um 
So I kind of, I kind of got white, like a lot of fans, as I got older, I tried to like learn about what goes on behind the scenes, but I don't think you ever truly know until you see it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd watched a whole host of different stuff um, growing up. Um, so I was always open to like different styles of wrestling and uh, different production value and that sort of thing. Um, but what I, as the, the things I loved about when I got to work that first show was knowing absolutely no one on the card. So every single person that went out there was fresh, brand new, exciting. I want to see what they do. I want to see what they, how they present themselves, how they hold themselves. So as a, as a performer, I got to be like, I get to see your process and I get to see you uh, turn it on and uh, do your work. You know, it's, it's really, it's my, one of my favorite things as a performer is watching other people work and uh, absorbing it and sort of getting, you know, it, it fuels my passion seeing their passion. Um, and also, yeah, it was seeing how the show gets put together beforehand. And then, uh, you know, the days are long. Show days are very long. You know, for a two-hour show, it's a 10-hour day, 12-hour day. And seeing the, the sheer graft and work that people put into it, you know, to do their, to do their 15 minutes on a, on a show, is, it's, it's amazing. It's, I, think, I think wrestling has uh, it's really shown me, like, just what work ethic is. You know, people don't do it because they're going to make loads of money. They do it because the sheer love and the passion um it's great that's what i took from it i was just like this is a this is a cool business <laughs> that yeah i that's exactly what it is though like that is pure passion absolute yeah. pure passion like there's nothing like it for me then uh because you and i both know like i'm kind of hurt but i'm training yeah um made that no secret on this channel but like it's one of those, right? I'm thinking at the moment, I want to make the most of being in the crowd. I want to make the most of that now because at some point in the future, and a few years from now, I won't be. I, I'll, if I could, I keep this up, I'll be in there. So I, I want to make the most yeah. of this. So I, I feel like I've kind of um, turned the volume up a little bit recently. <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard that I'm sitting with my mate and he's a terrible influence on me but um, <laughs> it's just there's nothing like it yeah there's nothing else in the world like it it's, it, it's so it's, it's so fun just, just yeah yeah it's um, I think the the fan element is something I hope to never lose I don't know about yeah. you I hope that it, it always stays exciting like still yeah. uh I I, I see when shows are on and I see, I see like match graphics and things like that, but I don't really pay attention to uh, what the matches are because I love that rush of being excited when I see the people come out. I'm like, Oh, this is what's happening. I like, I like total surprise because yeah. you don't get, you don't get enough of it anymore. You know, when someone's, you know, the big promotions, you know, when someone's debuting, you know, when someone's returning. Yeah. Um, so for me, the, I get that sort of surprise element by like, seeing seeing friends and seeing new people just appear on these shows um and and it's still that's some of my favorite like nights out is going having a few drinks watching a wrestling show and just just being like totally swept away with the show 
work ahead switches off uh you know i just i'm just there i'm a fan again and i hope i never lose that despite how long i can hopefully be in this business yeah 100% same 100% same i i five ten years down the line no matter doesn't matter how far down the line i want to be stood there either watching from a corner having say wrestled my my match my match has been wrestled i'm done and i'm watching the main event like a kid yeah whoever's in the main event it doesn't matter i'm watching it like a kid and i'm like that like a kid on christmas you know what I mean? Like that the yeah, giddy yeah. child. I, I still want to be like that 5, 10, 15, however long in the future. I still want to be that little, little kid that when you, you first watch your wrestling show. And I, I remember as a child, young child watching Doo Doo Live and The Undertaker came out. I never yeah. forget that. I was terrified. Like, goosebumps <laughs> and everything. Oh, I was scared. I was scared. And <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's like trying to, if you, uh, hopefully like the balance will be still feeling like that, still feeling that when you watch people come out, but then also being able to create those feelings for other people as well. Yeah. Because I got I'm like, I can't deny I'm a little bit of a, you know, I like being center stage. I like, I like, I like people seeing me. I like, I like doing my stuff and making people happy, making people laugh, making people like react you know, yeah. uh, it's, it's where I need to be. But then, so it's like, if I can have my fill of that, if I can get a little bit of centre stage and then go and enjoy the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That I, um, it's only recently that I've kind of discovered that for me. In high school, I, was, I wasn't a wallflower by any means, but drama wasn't for me. Said I On a stage and things like that wasn't for me when I was a kid. I kind of wish it was now. Yeah, I, I kind of wish I think for I a lot kind of people, of that younger. Uh, you, you you find it when you find it. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that are lucky to have, like, sort of. So, I mean, say lucky. It you know can go one of two ways, but um, they get sort of like influenced and pushed to do that in a in the younger life, mm. and they they get to uh, they get to do it for a lot longer. But if 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 it's not your thing, but then you find it at a later time, then that's still cool, you know. It's like you 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 never know. Like it's never too late to find your uh, what your your passions are and stuff. And like performing is, I think it's dangerous because it is like a drug. Once you once you've done it, you might not think you want to do it, and then the first time you get like a reaction or something like that, you you just get hooked. Yeah, and you just need more of it. Yeah, one hundred percent. That I did a um, an entrance class with Broker mm. a few months ago now with Chris Broker. Um, um, he looked at Danny proper and went, right, you go first. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Did his entrance and then after that it was like, right, hands up, who wants to go next? And I was just like, straight away. And everyone was looking at like, you're actually volunteering to go first. I was like, I want to get out of the way. Yeah. I'm terrified. <laughs> got my stuff and everything I got like gear well not like legitimate gear but like entrance kind of gear character clothing yeah yes bang on yes I got that and I made sure to keep a surprise until the entrance and everything and then that entrance my legs were the most spaghetti I've 
have <laughs> ever been in their lives. But I loved every second of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such a rush. And that was just in front of what, 10 or 11 other people in a garage. It was so you know fun. Stuff like that can be scarier than a bigger crowd, I say, because it's mm. it's quite intimate. It's quite personal. You can look yeah. everyone in the eye and that's what's scary. Uh, a big room, you can be, you can see a lot of people there and be like, oh, this is a big room. But like, you get to a point where you can only make out a few. But if you can, yeah. if if your entire audience is like in your eye line, uh, that that's quite intimidating. So to be able to do that means that you can do anything really, any anything f- for a crowd, uh, any any size. If you if you play to like a crowd of ten, I mean I've played to crowds of two before, in the back of a van. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of the weirdest shows I've ever done. That was a it was a stand up comedy show, uh, and it was called the Titter Truck. And basically, um, people, I'd, I'd get locked in this van and then they'd get some people off the street to be like, hey, do you want to see a comedy show? It's like 15 minutes long. And then they locked these people in the van. And uh, yeah, I just had to do my thing. And then at the end, I had to bang on the door to be like, yeah, we're done. This sounds terrifying. It was, an, it was part of an official festival, right? It was a comedy festival. I wasn't just kidnapped. It's the fact that he knocks <laughs> the doors behind him. I mean, yeah. It's it's, it's weird that the, the saying it out loud makes me, it, it sounds even weirder than the actual experience. <laughs> we had fun, I, I hope. I hope. We, we kidnapped two people, locked the door behind them. I didn't do it. We're to show. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. I want it on paper that, I was also one of the kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> and we all got out. We all got out. We had a, we had a lovely time. But oh, like, that's good. I did think of it. So, yeah, it was part of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And I, I, after that experience, I was like, if I could do that, and we, we, we had, like, it was a, we acknowledged how weird it was, but we had a nice little time. It's like, if I can do that, if I can do a, a show to two people in the back of a van, there is absolutely nothing that should ever stop me from, performing you know there's there should be no circumstance there are two people in this entire world of six or seven billion people who are not there about <laughs> only three people can tell that story right that is incredible seven billion people <laughs> that's amazing in the same way what there's there's 10 people that can say they saw your your first ever ring entrance they, they're amazed. They saw, was it, um, I don't want to spoil it if people haven't seen it, but was it the gold jacket? Yes. I like the jacket. Where'd you Thank get you. that from? Amazon. Nice. Amazon is the best. I got that. I got these black joggers, which were cheap, and they tore at the top straight away. <laughs> but yeah, they're comfy though, so I still have them. Comfy as hell. Yeah. Um, and I got these... Uh, Glasses like kind of like black and gold Steve Brooklyn uh, glasses as well. Um, you oh, you were there for the promo class, one of the promo classes. That's why you've seen it. I'm really confused. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This um, is the first time I've seen you at training and you had the jacket on. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but I'm sold. <laughs> it's <coughs> oh, geez. Um, 
the one the one thing I taught I tell myself, the one thing I like my goal and my aim is I'm not gonna go out there and think oh, I'm the I'm gonna be the best wrestler in the world. I'm gonna be the best wrestler on this card. I'm gonna out wrestle everyone. Because if I'm on a card with say a Chris Ridgeway or something, mm. that man steals almost every card he's on. He's, he's just one of a kind. He is. He's a once in a generation talent. I'm not that's not me putting myself down by any means whatsoever. But I get it. I get it. My goal and my aim is to be the most memorable. If I'm memorable, yeah. that in my eyes, that from a fan perspective, that sticks up there. Yeah. So I I it's resting for swallow then was isn't it you just throw ideas at the wall, see what sticks. And yeah, yeah, I I I just as I've said to you just now, I didn't tap into that drama side of singer, so I think a lot of it's kind of making up, you know, for lost time. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, it's like, again, there's still, there's plenty of time to, uh, there's no, there's no time scale on this mm. sort of thing. Um, you know, like, or you, 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 we, we don't know if, we could do this for 30 years or you know we don't know if it might just be the one match or something like that but if you can just make each one uh like an experience in itself yeah. a memory uh, uh a good time then like that's a success isn't it because yeah. yeah i don't that's the thing with me stepping into the ring i, I I'm, I'm exactly the same as you of like Look, I know I know my limitations. I know the talent out there. Uh, I'm not a natural athlete. I had to. I was never a sports person, so I've had to start from square one on like the old fitness. But I watch people in training, and there is some absolute like outstanding athletes in the Brit rest scene, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be that. I might not be the strongest, the fastest, or I'm, I'm the anti Bianca Belair. I'm not the strongest, <laughs> the fastest. Um, you know. But like one thing I know I can do is put on a show. So that's what I'm going to aim to do every single time. And again, like we said at the top um, of, of our conversation, like it's that sort of, uh, I, I remember seeing, I think it was Minoru Suzuki, a little thing that he said of like, the reason people find me interesting is because I can't do everything. Wrestling is so much more interesting when you can't do everything. You see a lot of people that can do all the flips, all the power moves and all of the things sort of like, well, where's left to go, you know? But uh, when you watch a Zack Sabre Jr., you know he's the most technical man in the world, but you got to see him go to the top rope seven times that match. But you pair him against someone who can, and then that's the dynamic. So it's like, right, if, if my thing is, if I'm in there with someone who's really, really like big, if I'm in there with one of the synergy lads, I'm not going to out, out muscle him. What am I going to do? I'm going to try, try and like use use my what I've got. Use what I've got against them, mm-hmm. and I, 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 that's this this that sort of uh, basic recipe for storytelling that I love. Yeah, it's basic psychology, basic mm. psychology. I mean, it's, and, and that right there, it, it goes to any form of storytelling at all, from wrestling to Disney or anything, anything really. It. it it's playing to what you can do best, playing to your strengths. And it's at the, at the end of the day, 
the aim of the game is to bring those smiles to the faces of the paying fans. And that, yeah. for me, is my one true goal to... I, I've come home, I've, I've left shows with tears of emotion, just at how amazing a show can be. And I want to create that going forward. Yeah. To create the memories and feelings and emotions and heart and passion that I felt going through as a fan. Yeah. And you're only really ever going to do that by catering to what you believe you can do and trying not to yeah. be something else. Definitely. Yeah. I think I, I think you'd be just for yourself, you'd be selling yourself short if you tried to be anyone other than you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's limitations to that because, you know, there's some people that do these amazing gimmicks and characters and things. But even then, there's still them in it. Yeah, they could there could be a, a big costume or a big grandiose entrance that uh, uh, is on the surface. But beneath that character is still still them. Yeah. So, uh yeah, it's just I kind of forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> Swept away. Be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. Be yourself. It's 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 extremely easy, really, really easy for you to think. Right, I'm going to perform the stage in professional wrestling of all things. I need to be this. I need to be that. No, because if you always needed to be this that and this you need to be big strong you need to be fast you need to do flips that would mean everybody is doing that so yeah more to the point think about what is everybody else doing and what can you do that's different yeah that is when people look at you no yeah 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 uh definitely i i, I kind of i'm in the process now of uh doing my um debuting in 11 days which is terrifying but really exciting but this is i'm in the process of like having to get my entire you know my entire presence set up choosing music uh sorting out like uh well I've, i've got like gear and stuff made but it's sort of like just sort of having to put all that together and it's the the best bit about the whole thing was just going through it and being like, okay, so what what can I do that like, sort of speaks to me, but then also is a little bit different. And I think fortunately for me, because I'm a very weird fella, um, those two things go quite hand in hand. I'm a, I'm I'm quite different to people anyway, so I've chosen one of my favourite songs um, to to come out to, which also happens to be a, <laughs> a, a a very very funky disco tune from the mid seventies. I and sound then, a lot already. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a classic. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. Um, and then, like, for, for for gear and stuff, I've got some of my influences on it. Um, it was all designed to 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 have like little tiny pieces of like my favourites. Uh, but also, it very much looks like something I would, you know, I would have, you know. Um. So yeah, it's it's all quite exciting. And I cannot even begin to express how excited I am to see. It's <laughs> going to be awesome. Like that show in general is so stacked, so strong. But it's going to be such an amazing show. I So in all honesty, without, without putting myself down, I have no idea how I've blagged this. The show is so good. 
the talent on offer is so good and it's the biggest like it's the biggest lwf show yeah. they've done and little old me is going to be on it but I'm, I'm just i can't i can't wait to i've heard nothing but good things about uh lwf i've heard it's Ooh. fun uh it's uh, a good experience um and I'm, I'm i'm i feel i feel ready to just go and have like the time of my life i can't basically compliment them more but they i but they're just incredible steve baby is a saint but like mm. they're, they're a very 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 accommodating group of people at wf and i'm looking forward to it on the 12th of december if you don't have a ticket what are you doing surely town hall surely <laughs> town hall nightmare before christmas mr tony right here is teaming with what I think we could potentially call the disclaimers pretty much the worst. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. Um, they uh, literally couldn't find anyone else. <laughs> oh, no, hey, look, one, no oh. one else was in there. No one else was in the vicinity at all. Yeah, no one else was in the facility. We were... Uh, any, any, there's the camera trickery, I think, but um, oh, yeah. no, no, no one else. Uh, but again, I'm happy to, uh, happy to step in. We'll see what it's like. See, see what it's like. Teaming with the worst. <laughs> <laughs> again, this might go back to my uh, anti Bianca Belair <laughs> thing. I'm the worstest. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a gimmick, right there. <laughs> Uh, no. It's gonna be absolutely phenomenal. It truly is. Like, it's like we. I, I was watching a few weeks ago, watching training, and you and I were talking. And I was just wondering, like, because I always, obviously, always saw you as a um, as an announcer. We always had yeah. shows announcers. So I was like, hmm. So he's training. Well, I wonder. I was like, hmm, I wonder if hmm, is he gonna step in the ring? He's got this. Oh, he's teaming with the worst. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's so sudden. It, it generally was like uh, as as sudden and weird as it might seem from an audience perspective of like, who is this and why is he with the worst? Mm-hmm. That's almost exactly how like me getting booked for the show was like. It was so <laughs> like, um, and yeah, I do mean it in the best way. But they they were like, we've got we've got like we've got to find someone. We're gonna find someone. So, um, are you are you available? Um, <laughs> but like, so I've obviously uh, pandemic times permitting. I've been training in the ring since like December 2019. So a lot of the last two years, literally, I'm coming up to like my two year anniversary. Um, and yeah, it's I, I go through weird sort of. There's a lot. Of t- I just live at the the Future Shop Performance Center anyway. <laughs> I love it. If I've got time and there's a session on, I'll be there because uh, even if I'm not going to step in that day, I just I like watching and I, I've learned so much just by seeing other people and watching like uh, watching Sam Bailey teach, Chris Ridgway teach, Damon Lee, Sonna Derson, um, Lana Austin. I get to see some of the best uh, best wrestlers in the country work with like the future best wrestlers of the country <laughs> um 
and yeah, I see so many people come through the school where I'm, I, I watch them and I, I learn just by seeing uh, other people learn, you know, when it clicks for them and they can make sense of why we do this or how they do that. Um, that itself is like a huge lesson. And then, uh, but then also nothing, nothing compares to actually, you know, getting in there yourself, but it hurts. So I can't do it every day. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing. That is one thing about wrestling. It does hurt. Yeah, it weirdly does. Yeah, yeah, it weirdly does. There's something satisfying about it, though. I'm not really. I don't really like pain, but I do remember. Mm. I think it's because of how much, like, how much I love wrestling. That mm. like the first bump I ever took, I was like, that really sucked, but I want to do it again. Yeah. There was like, oh, you know, I feel like I've earned it. I've earned that. Yeah, it, it, that's so true. That is so true. I remember when um, first suplex I took, right? Mm-hmm. A proper legitimate suplex I took on, um, on the ring. Supposed to um, plant your feet. Now, I thought I did. I <laughs> took it, right? Took the suplex, right? Perfect. I, I remember who gave it to me and everything. It was the it was somewhat, fourth week, I think, of beginner training. Or one of the weeks, anyway. And Jacob North and Tongo both stood in the corner just like watching me take this. And no, my ankles, like the heels just went at that and it just goes all the way up your legs. Yes. And I was like, yeah. like on the floor, just like in pain. And all I heard from Jacob North and Tongo was like, oh. <laughs> it d- yeah. yeah. You just get something slightly off and you really feel it. Um, oh, yeah. I had a similar one of, so yeah, sometimes when, if, if uh, especially uh, in between lockdowns last year, I was jobless, couldn't, couldn't get a job. Uh, I was very lucky to, to just be invited down to the, to the uh, performance center and watch and um, like uh, as, as helping out around the, the, the school and being like a helping hand uh, in exchange, I got to be like the training dummy. So when showing what the lesson was, um, I'd be the one, you know, <laughs> getting beaten up to show everyone else what they need to do. And I remember, I think, uh, we was doing like these snap arm drags. Um, and the first one I did exactly that. I planted my heel down and I felt it up all my leg. The thing is, we did three sessions that day, three, uh, four, uh, four sessions that day, four sessions the day after. Um, and I genuinely think in that session, uh, uh, those sessions, I, I, I genuinely took about 30, 30 arm drags, every single one of them landing on my heels. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that was, that was like, uh, just work through it, you know, earn your stripes, but it's so weird how such a, a simple and what you think simple things are the ones that like get you the most. Uh, so many stories of people getting injured or whatever. they do these mental 25 minute matches and then it'll be getting out the ring where they uh, yeah. tweak the knee. <laughs> yeah. Always. Always. Your body's remember, fascinating. Remember Tonga told me she um, injured her hip getting in the ring. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's always something like that. Always something silly. Yeah. Always. And it's the most irritating thing. Because you want that story in wrestling, or in general, if you're in GSF, you want that story of oh, it's, 
tell you, I was doing this massive undertaking, right? It was, just, oh, it was huge. No, no, your, your leg just went. Yeah. Your leg just decided one day, just go, oh, no. <laughs> That's it. I did dislocate my knee when I was 18. I was talking to, it's the first time I've ever seen this guy, right? My brother's friend of way back when. I haven't seen him since. I'm not surprised. Um, <laughs> I stood talking to him, right? And I and my legs just stood like that. My leg just goes, just bends like that. And my the inside of my patella hit his knee and just went goodbye. And I fell <laughs> back and went back into place. And um, yeah, that that sucked. Jeez, that was yeah, I was stood still. And my knee just went, yeah, yeah, you're fucked. Bye. That's it. Oh, yeah, gruesome. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> That's it. But, like, I've I've heard a very similar story that of like when I was a kid, my friend's mum said that when she was at school, she was doing like PE and she was queuing to play uh, to go like to bat in a game of rounders, and just standing in the queue, her leg just snapped. How do these things happen? Don't understand it. I don't get but, it. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, that doesn't happen to you again. I hope that never happens <laughs> to me. But it just sounds, uh, it just sounds rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it was. Yeah, um, my friend. Um, I don't think my friend realised it happened until later on. just sees me on the ground. <laughs> That's a party for you, though. Yeah. Oh well. Things happen. But yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's just how injuries happen. Um yeah. It's fun. It's, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I'm actually curious about, because of course you do stand up. Yeah. What are the differences in say preparation, in nerves, like crowd? Like the crowd differences, because both uh, are an art form, and both involve being up in front of a crowd. Yeah, there, there's weirdly a lot of similarities between comedy and wrestling. There's something I never knew, right? Uh, is that there's so many comedians that are massive wrestling fans, and there's so many re- wrestlers that are big comedy fans, um, and that it's just it's just out of like a coincidence thing of there is a weird little overlap, um, and yeah, so there's like there's a lot of wrestlers that do do comedy like in the states. Obviously, uh, most notably like Mick Foley, Dolph Ziggler, William Regal, um, and, and I think there's there's like quite a few on the uh, indie circuit in America that do like improv comedy and stuff. So there is like a weird uh, like crossover, and there's uh, quite a few comedians that I know that back in the day were wrestlers. We're talking 15 years ago, were like in before the industry kind of got this new lease of life with like progress and icw um it went back in the days where it was kind of like you know the camps and the odd family show in a working men's club wrestlers back in the day and i, I it's, it's it's very fascinating in terms of the prep i'd say um it's a sort of a similar thing of if you're putting a match together it's like putting a comedy set together. I think because very early on, when you're first starting, you're like, right, this is what I've got. This is what I can do. I just need to, to I'll just do that. Um, uh, like, I've got my moves. I've got my jokes. 
um, I'll just do it. I can't really go off script that much. I don't really know what I'm doing. But the 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 more you uh, do it, the more comfortable you feel, and you, the more comfortable you feel to just live in the moment a little bit. Um, so for like a stand-up show, um, I've got this little roller decks of material, and I try not to think about it too much before I go on. Um, I've done it long enough now where I don't need to like rehearse and stuff. It's just there. It's just locked away. And then when I go on stage, I introduce myself, I, I sort of gauge the room and then I'll just sort of like, I'll just do some, do some jokes. I'll talk about my family. I'll talk about uh, me. And then if they're going for it, I'll do more. If they're not going for it, I'll try something else. I'll go from a different sort of pool. So yeah, it is just a case of um, feel it out when you're there. And although I've not done a, a show for a crowd wrestling wise yet i feel like it's the same of the more you do it the more you get comfortable just being like hey let's just um let's just see where it goes um obviously it's different because wrestling you you you're never going to wrestle yourself <laughs> yeah. you're always in there with someone else whereas stand up you're on your own but sure. uh and then another sort of difference is that you can't really practice comedy um the only like you can rehearse it but you never know if the jokes are going to work mm -hmm. whereas with wrestling you can train and you can gauge like you can get yourself better at it you can gauge how things are sort of going to go again that's because you get to work with someone um but yeah with with comedy the only way you can get the only way you can get better at it is if by like just being on stage getting on stage trying it, it it's like sink or swim um if you've got new jokes, you just have to throw them out to the crowd and they decide if it's good. Um, and I guess there's a similar thing of wrestling of like, you are throwing things out there, trying stuff out, trying new character twerks, trying new, uh, like a new finisher or, you know, trying different things. And if they don't, if they don't like it, they're going to let you know. I think it's um, what I love about the two industries. I think it's, it personally speaks to me as well, because in, in normal life, I'm quite a reserved, shy person. So performing gets me to uh, be the person I'm, well, I'm not. It gives me confidence. Um, and there's, some, there's an adrenaline rush to like that possibility that, you know, this crowd might not like me. This crowd might think I'm awful. So, you know, I'm going to give them everything. It's, it's, it's a very like, it's very personal. Is uh, is wrestling and comedy. Obviously, uh, you can have a character, you can have like, you can be playing a different version, but ultimately it's still you at the brunt of the critique, at the praise. And I kind of, I love, I love playing, walking that line, you know? Um, yeah, I think, you know, in, in acting, you're playing someone else's character with someone else's script. In music, you're playing your music, you, you can hide behind the sound and all that sort of thing. But with wrestling, comedy, there is nothing between you and the crowd. Nothing. So when you do well at it, it's the biggest possible, like, feeling of joy, I guess. Uh, kind of a long-winded answer for it, but I think that's, that's what kind of links these two industries together for me, is that it's so, so, like, it is hard to do. But when you when you nail it, you feel like the greatest person on earth. <laughs> oh, 
I've lost me, uh, lost me phone. <laughs> it's a great, great answer. I kind of got lost in that answer. It's really well put. Thank was... you. Yeah, if I if I'm talking too long, do let me know. I know we've I'd, we've been talking for a while now, so I probably should have said that at the top. But I do I do tend to give long answers. <laughs> absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. I, I never complain about that. <laughs> you can that. always just cut some bits out if I've waffled too much. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it at all. Don't worry about it at all. Like, I, I, the way I, I always say it, like the podcast isn't about me. So I, I don't mind. Well, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you don't, don't mind me uh, waffling and chatting a load of rubbish. <laughs> I do the exact same thing, so <laughs> it's absolutely fine. I would be the worst, biggest hypocrite if I called you out on that. I'm awful for it. <laughs> um, so, so with you, it's like, obviously... Uh, like big big wrestling fan into that is there any other like sort of things that any other passions that you have that you think kind of link to your passion of wrestling Ooh. oh there you are uh, <laughs> so I put in, you on the spot there <laughs> interviewee becomes the interviewer <laughs> <laughs> that's your announcer coming out there isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> um, uh, I'm always interested by these sort of things again it's like that uh you know that that AJ Styles thing of mm. was a gymnast, and that that came and influenced his wrestling style and what he could do in the ring. So it's sort of like, is what's if what, is there an outside influence on your uh, on your wrestling on your? Um, I guess it's more of the um, I guess it's more of the dancing and life aspect of it. Um, yeah, you get to become this person who. You can't sound, I don't like to sound depressed, but you kind of can't be that person in everyday life, like, yeah, if you got the mean. But I don't know, it, it's it's about the way it makes me feel when watching because, um, I've been a fan as long as I can remember. I'm wee little daddy, um, I've always been a massive, massive wrestling fan. Edge, Rey Mysterio, Edge Styles on the top three, um, yeah. Always will be. Like they, they truly are goats of what every generation. Um, it's it's just it's it's one of those where I always wanted to do it. I always want. I have epilepsy, so that's one thing that kind of I remember a good few years ago. Now I had a stuff like concussion at work. Yeah, like having um. I had a seizure that night because I didn't realize I had a concussion. So I went to sleep. Right. Uh, yeah. Big bad. But I didn't realize I had it. I just thought, oh, bang my head. I had a minute uh, just to rest and I finished off on the tail. I was still stood on the tail with a concussion. Like, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Almost going, yeah. So that put my dream on the shelf for a while. I had a, yeah. I went to my friend's house and she really like kind of hammered at home like I don't know this isn't a wise move this at the other I'm like I know and that's a heavy pill to swallow so um yeah I uh I kind of went a while after that like okay all right maybe I can't 
I can be a manager, a commentator. Yeah. I can still get involved. So then I looked at other avenues. So I looked at asking people this, that, the other. Asking, oh, can I do this? Can I do that? Okay, well, okay, what can I do? I had an hour-long Zoom session at my friend's house, actually, who yeah. I had that conversation with long afterwards. I was like, right. And we were talking and talking about how I can better get myself across. And it's an unusual one for Brooklyn because he um, <laughs> did classes with wrestlers. So it's an yeah. unusual one because I had no experience. Um, but then I would go and watch IWF, I'd go and watch Future Shock, I'd go and watch all these shows. And I'm like, if I don't do it, I'll at least try. If I don't train, yeah. I'll I'll regret this for the rest of my life. I'll I'll, I'll yeah. hate the fact that I didn't at least give it a go. So, um, I've I've I went and I trained and I've made some great friends that I've I've realised right now in training that there are so many people that haven't even been booked for a show that are going to take this world by storm. Yeah. I, I that that much is evident. That's so true. The, the, the talent is just beautiful. It's just great to see. But um I think my condition and I think my kind of like very journey towards it. Um I think that's led to my mindset of it. Whereas I always in my mind, a lot of people, I don't know what it's like for you. But you know, when you always in your mind, you always imagine yourself in the ring doing all these yeah. different spots and things like that. I do, don't get me wrong. But I always imagine myself doing the promo side and the character side. Yeah. All yeah. the time. All the time. I'm always thinking about character. I'm always thinking about promos. I'm always thinking about character work. Um I think that's one of the things that really um, catches me. I don't know anything else. The um, larger than life characters, the characters where you sit, where you're sitting there, going like just look up and just go, "Wow!" Yeah, and that that what that's one of the things that really um, that really 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 catches my eye, and one of the reasons why I really look up to someone like Isaiah Quinn. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really a interesting take as well because something i've always thought is that uh as, as great as wrestling is right now there's always room for more character there's always room for more uh people that are comfortable talking and things like that because i feel i feel like that's something that's sort of been lost a little bit mm. um you don't you don't see too many like proper promos on shows anymore um not that you don't want to you don't want to do like a, a Monday night raw where there's a half an hour promo at the start of every show, but um it's 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 just refreshing when you when someone is happy to work the crowd in a in a uh in in, in that manner, like on the mic, doing the managing stuff, like it's different. It's yeah, all all the power to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It, it's yeah, it's been a kind of a topsy-turvy journey but I feel right now I'm at the the point I want to be yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I'm hurt, but I'm at the point. I still at the point <laughs> I don't want to be. But, <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of them. But yeah, um, I'm usually I'm not usually asked uh, questions on my podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> I I just couldn't resist. So oh no, I'm <laughs> perfectly happy answering it. it yeah, it kind of got real a little bit then. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's great. It, it, um, it, it's one of those where everybody kind of has a bit an individual uh, journey, but each person's also human. So, which is, yeah. some, again, something people do seem to forget when looking at these huge just characters, these wrestlers, that people yeah. do seem to forget that they are still people. At the end of the yeah. Day. It's, it's that thing of um, people forget that they're uh, they're real people, but then also it's that you kind of you walk into this knowing that the way people perceive you uh, in a match on a show is the, that's the only time they have seen you. You know, yeah, that's all they can take from it. So it's I'm not saying like you oh you ask for it, but you you put yourself in a position where you can. Uh, yeah, you, you make yourself vulnerable. Um, and like, it takes a lot to do that. It takes t- so much to do that. But then also like, uh, I've, I, I've got respect for people that like, yeah, and I know that this is part of the job and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to embrace it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a massive part of the job and may, anybody, male, female, doesn't matter anybody who makes themselves vulnerable in any aspect of life it is very um takes a lot of strength a lot of strength to do that and it does deserve respect and yeah i believe the people in the arts regardless maybe not just wrestling but the arts regardless you make yourself very vulnerable to those looking those critiquing your art form in yeah. anyway yeah 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 absolutely it's uh <coughs> it's so crazy how i mean i know like sports get it as well but compared to so many like uh i'll put it as a, i'll say it's a jo- it is a job i mean a lot of people don't make a lot of money out of it i'm one of those people but it's the the arts compared to other jobs you you you're held at a higher standard by absolutely anyone than yeah your your average job. I mean, you uh you make your own product. You you are your own product, and you you're putting yourself out there. And you it is it's, it's crazy how uh, how open people are to be like your product sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you've got that thick skin and um you can get through that then that's amazing but i know it's it's, it's not easy to do that but you, you don't get it with like you don't get it with other other jobs as much i mean there's always nasty people everywhere you go but in, it's, it's such a public uh because the arts are so public um yeah other people just don't get that sort of harassment um so openly <laughs> It is one of them, isn't it? That the art, the arts relies on that public scrutiny, the public outlook. It relies on that. Um, I mean, it's how our yeah entire media is built on. 
Mm-hmm. And as much as it, um, as much as you do get that, um, that positivity and heartwarming passion from the fans, you can also get the wrong sort of passion from the fans as well. And yeah. Unfortunately, that is part and parcel. You, you're going to get that. Regardless of what happens, could be a masterpiece. There will probably still be one person. But yeah. It, it is one of those things where, unfortunately, you do need to develop thick skin. Yeah. And, and, and that's where, like, the, the positive side to all of these things becomes so powerful because sometimes the... Uh, the negative is, is, is we, we never remember a compliment. We never take a compliment, but we mm. always remember the bad thing people say. Yeah. Um, the critique, the uh, all, all that sort of thing, the criticisms. But yeah. um, the people that support us, they support us so much. And like, I hope people can, I hope everyone gets to a point where they can just sort of live for the, that sort of positive energy because it's it's so uh, it's so like magical. Yeah. I uh, just just like seeing the uh, the response people have given me for the announcement for the LWF show um, genuinely is like I, I had a little happy cry because I was like, why are people so excited for this? I've not done anything. <laughs> <laughs> But in, in any other sort of, oh, my phone's falling in. Any other circle, you know, if, if there was one negative comment on that, uh, it would have like, it would have ruined my day, it would have ruined my week. But the 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 response was so positively uh, positively overwhelming that um, you know it's really it's really had a, a, an effect on just my everyday life. I've I've felt so good the last few days. Um, so yeah, just positive energy for anyone and everyone because it it just it makes it makes life better and easier yeah yeah bang on it it, it just does it, it just does I mean, it should go without saying it should go without saying but yeah um if we can take anything away just be positive be happy enjoy your life yeah um I hate to sound like a, a mum right now, but if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Exactly. <laughs> Your mum has told you. <laughs> Mother has told. And then, how come we got some? <coughs> Hear me. Tony, do you have anything you'd like to plug for the future? Um... <coughs> Just uh, indie wrestling. I mean, obviously, we've, we've plugged the LWF show quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But in the new year, if you can't make it down to the show in the new year, just get yourself down to a local wrestling show um, or a local show. Take a punt on something you've never seen before. Um, and, yeah, just just sort of like, <laughs> just just go and watch everything. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing in particular, but everything. Yeah, if you Not don't like time. it, you don't like it. If you do, you've found something that you like. Yep. Yep. Simple as that. Tony, just do it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. No for, problem, Thank man. you so thank much. Thank you. Uh, this has been a really, really nice chat. Thanks for having me on. It has. It's been an absolute pleasure. 
always a pleasure. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in. See you later.